This is your Week in Gaming, episode 28, recorded for the 15th of December, 2023, to bring you all the latest news from the world of gaming. On today's episode of the podcast, we talk the day before flop, E3 being cancelled, and all the winners from the Game Awards. Hello everybody and welcome to episode 28 of your week in gaming. It has been a year. It is 15th of December. It has been a lengthy one. It's been a very good year for gaming. It's also been a bad year for gaming. <laughs> but uh, it's pretty much been rounded up, you know, with the Game Awards that's happened. And uh, today I'm joined by my co-host once again, Samantha. Hello everyone. I sit here with Conflu. Um, you uh-huh, all should uh, uh-huh. appreciate that I decided to drag myself out of my nap so that I could come and record the podcast. Um, for the first time in my entire life, I am no longer conflu since uh, since '93 or uh, con. What's it? Conflu free since '93. That's it. Uh, since uh-huh. I was born in '93, it works. Um, for the first time ever, I went to rage. I screamed a lot, which I think really did not help matters. You um, can hear it in the voices. Whoo! Well. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's, it's rough out here, folks. But <laughs> it was worth it. It was absolutely worth it. Um, I had a phenomenal weekend at rage. It's a lot smaller than I remember, which is a little bit sad. But there was a pretty decent turnout. So mm. hopefully, you know, in the future, rage will pick up its steam again, and it'll be back to what it what it, what its former glory was. Yeah, I uh, unfortunately couldn't actually go past uh, Rage. However, obviously we did bump into each other as uh, our yeah. our D and D group. Uh, as a little story for everybody, our D and D group has been playing virtually for about two years, three years, somewhere around there, and there's not been one time in that entire space of time that we have all been in the same city at the same time except for Rage Weekend. And we decided to have a D&D session in person. It was some people's first time playing a D&D session in person. It was my second time mm-hmm. in person. It's it's so wild. Um, but yeah, Sammy's here with Conflu. There's a lot of things that we're going to talk about. We've got uh, Game Awards. We've got some other news and everything. So let's just get right into it. Gaming news now and the developer behind the game the day before is in the process of deleting themselves from the internet. Fantastic CEO has deactivated his X account. They have deactivated their YouTube page, as well as some other things that they've deactivated and starting to drop away from. This seems to be in response to the massive surge of negative reviews and comments from players about the game. It was like one of Steam's most anticipated, and it's just, it did not deliver in any shape, way, or form. Um, This was one of the better games on Steam, but since the early access release on the 7th of December, the game has been marked overwhelmingly negative, and a massive drop in player count has occurred. So much so, players have been calling the game a scam, especially since the players were promised a post-apocalyptic MMO survival setting game, and... It has been nothing like that. Now, due to financial reasons, the company is closing. This is a statement that they've uh, brought out, but the service will be kept up in the interim. Who knows what will happen, but people are wanting their money back. It is wild. Can we just talk about the fact that, like, everyone should have known from the beginning that this was a scam? Mm. Like, that, <laughs> this should not come as a surprise to everyone. I Like, they have this, um, they had this amazing philosophy about how, um, 
all of their workers are unpaid because they all really want to be there. And that's that's really important to the companies, having people that want to be there and that nope. are passionate. I'm just like, bro, please, nope. please. You got a bunch of free people. You got a bunch of people to make you a game for free. Mm-hmm. Not the game that mm-hmm. you actually, you just wanted something that looked good, right? Uh, it's like a front, like like a like yeah, a almost like a money laundering situation, right? So you've got this like front; it looks really good yeah. on the cover, uh, and on the inside, it's the purest of trash because you wanted people to buy the early access, you wanted people to pay for it, and then they started playing it, and you were like, uh-huh. "All right, cool, cut and run, folks." Like I, I don't know how I, you know what I actually I feel bad though because like on a on a really like intellectual level, I'm like, how do people fall for these scams, man? But then I think about how I, I know people personally who have fallen for similar scams in the past and who have lost a lot of money. And like my heart mm-hmm. bleeds for them, man, because like you want to believe, you want to see this amazing game exists. You want to believe that people are actually who they say they are, that they have the intentions that mm-hmm. they actually have or say they have. Um, and so you, in really good faith, you you buy into something. And then it just turns into this. And I feel sorry for all those people because they're never going to get their money back. Let's face it. Like, that's it. That's that's money dust, done and dusted down the drain. Gonzos. And mm. there's, it sucks. There are, there, I did see there was another article about another statement that came out where the CEO had come out and said, listen, you know, you can't call this a scam or whatever the case is. <laughs> but look we're just saying it as we see it maybe maybe it wasn't a scam and maybe it was just completely terminal but the main fact is you lied to people you told them it was going to be one thing and it was far from it you know like let's take the example of cd project red and cyberpunk you know there was a lot of promises about everything when it came out it was pushed forward when they know that it wasn't 100 percent ready and look at the backlash that they got now you're in a similar situation you promise people something it isn't that you I'm, you know, I'm going to sound harsh like this, but you've got to face the music, all right? Rather, there's a philosophy that I live by is always under-promise, over-deliver. It's simple. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just, I can't help but feel bad for a lot of the people that, uh, because my personal opinion, I, like, I, I understand you doing the whole devil's advocate thing and like, oh, well, maybe, but in my personal mm. opinion, that was a scam from day one and mm. I really feel bad for the players. But, it is what it is. Let's not hop on it for too long, I suppose. Um, those of you who who did buy into it, I, I'm really sorry, and I hope that you don't. I hope that you weren't like. Do you know when you when you get a game that you really love, right? Like, how many people mm. did you know that when Baldur's Gate was announced, were like, "I'm going to save up and I'm going to make sure that I have the money to get that game because it's going to be mm. like a yeah. life changing game," right? So a lot of people that necessarily can't afford something will have scrounged and saved in order to. And I really hope that there aren't too many of those because Baldur's Gate, we understand, right? Game of the year. It was phenomenal. It was like a a social freaking phenomenon in and of itself. This game, maybe not so much, but I, you never know, right? People's tastes are different. So I really hope that there aren't any of those situations. I hope that the people that have lost money to this are able to recover and that it's not going to be, you know, too hectic for them. Yeah, I, I do agree. On a side note, before we continue, spoiler alert. Oh, please. Like, anyone didn't know that. <laughs> like, the Spider-Man 2 we... fans will disagree oh, with you. God. <laughs> Bro. I, okay, we'll talk about that in a minute. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, before we get to that, right? So, a little bit more kind of sad news here. Um, we spoke about E3 being cancelled earlier this year. Like, way back when we started the podcast. Cast your minds back, folks. 
Mm-hmm. And we said, like, we kind of understand that this is happening. You know, with, with so many developers creating their own announcement shows and so many other shows popping up and whatever. We're like, yeah, I mean, it, it makes a lot of sense. But now it's being confirmed that E3 has been cancelled indefinitely. And we could have put this as a flash headline in like special mentions, mentions or something since we spoke about it a lot on a previous episode. But it feels wrong not to give E3 the send-off it deserves after more than 20 years of being our go-to, of being that like staple source where we get to find out all of the insanely cool stuff that's coming out and that we can get insanely hyped for. People used to travel to be there, you know, get that con flu because it was worth it. And now, unfortunately, you know, that's that's not a thing anymore. We had this one centralized place that gave us everything we wanted. Now it's got to be like, oh, the Nintendo thing happens in like three weeks. Oh, when is the PlayStation thing? Oh, right, right, right. Sorry, I'm thinking of the, of the Microsoft thing, right? Like, <laughs> you now have to keep mm-hmm. track of all of these different things where in the past you could just go to that one-stop shop and it was fantastic. So little bit of a send-off for E3. Thank you guys for everything that you've done for the gaming community. It's sad to see you go. Yeah, I I actually remember a few years ago, uh, because obviously it, it being in America, time zones and things mm. like that, It I remember staying up with friends and watching the, the streams of E3 and seeing what was happening. And, I mean, the streams used to be loaded with people, hundreds of thousands of people just watching online on, like, one platform, like, like Twitch, for example. And it just... It got so massive. It was the way that we were like, oh, you know, the next day, either at work or whatever the case, we were like, guys, did you see what they announced for insert game title here? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it would be, it was the way that you used to be able to see, oh, when is the new games coming out? You know, this massively awaited uh, expansion. But a lot of people are doing their own things. So it's like the uh, the PlayStation are doing their own thing. Uh, Xbox are doing their own thing with Microsoft. Uh, Blizzard has got BlizzCon, but I mean, they've always had yeah. BlizzCon and things like that. So there's a lot of things like that. And then ga- like bigger shows like the Game Awards, they will have sneak peeks for for other things from other people and other developers and stuff like that. So there's not a, really a big one, which which sucks. I, I really enjoyed the E3s and watching them and seeing all the things that were announced and all the expansions. And that, pe- and that going some people are never going to understand that they're only going to be able to know like just watching the nintendo shows or the playstation shows they're never going to know about that one place which is just massive to get all the gaming news that you need yeah that's a really sad day truly truly but what we still have is game awards so many there was <laughs> <laughs> so if you if you listen to the episode last week which you probably did you you would he- know that uh we were talking about the game awards and we were recording pretty much the the night not before the game awards the day of the game awards either way the game awards had not taken place then mm-hmm. um but we did let let people know that has since happened and it was a lot there were a lot of awards that were given out <laughs> and there was a l- like there were some no surprises at all. The internet and TikTok and all the other things will tell you that there's no ways that that game should win it and everything. Um, and uh, so we've got a bit of a summary and we're going to be running through a couple of the, uh, the the awards and things, starting with pretty much the game of the year, which was the last award to be given up. But let's be honest, I think everybody at this stage saw it coming. 
mm-hmm. except for maybe the Spider-Man 2 uh, and the Tears of the Kingdom. And the Tears of the Kingdom people that are like, nobody plays turn-based RPGs and things. Jokes on you, <laughs> people <laughs> do. And it won Game of the Year. So Larian Studios, Baldur's Gate 3 Game of the Year. Honestly, no surprise. This is a thing that that I think that a lot of those games don't understand, right? So I actually saw a video where um, this guy posted some of the gameplay from Spider-Man. And it looks beautiful. It's smooth. It's seamless. It's vibrant. It's stunning. It's like um, obviously not turn-based, right? So it's mm-hmm. very immediate. Um, you know, some of the movement mm-hmm. that you have is so cool. And it does. It's it's It really is a good game, right? And Tears of the Kingdom, no different. I think that there's a lot about the Zelda series that lives on in the hearts of a lot of gamers. And the game itself was beautiful as well, kind of um, expanding a lot on um, Breath of the Wild and that universe and, and showing us so much more of it. Like, no one can take away from how incredible and stunning those two games were. But the game of the year is not just about, is it a good game? Because if it was just about, is it a good game, it would be really difficult. Like, it would be damn near impossible, and it would come so closely down to just, like, personal opinion. Mm -hmm. Game of the Year is about a game that, first of all, broke barriers and went beyond what a normal game does. Game of the Year is about a game that becomes a social phenomenon that has people that have never even touched, looked at, or thought about those types of games. Really hyped up, really like, you know, buying into it, making social media posts, getting really, really involved, bringing in a brand new audience. It is about the social phenomena that the game creates. Baldur's Gate went above and beyond what a lot of games have done in recent times. Even Elden Ring, bro. Elden Ring was stunning. Don't get me wrong, but I think that what Baldur's Gate did trumps even that. The amount of effort, love, and let's face it, money that was, you know, pummeled or piledrived into Baldur's Gate to make it mm-hmm. this stunning, incredible creation that it was. You're adding in the romance options, but you're adding in characters that are relatable. Characters that, like, you could see in your day-to-day life. Um, And a variety of different characters. It's not just, like, a copy-paste of the same character and the Mm -hmm. same um, whatever, right? You've got all of this dialogue that they had included for every single character, for every single NPC, for every race, for every class. Like, there are different bits of dialogue. There are different endings that you can explore. Yes, okay, you know what? For me, not a turn-based player. So I'll be honest, I didn't play Baldur's Gate. It it wasn't for me. But I'm not going to look at that and go, well, that's just, it doesn't deserve it because I don't like turn-based combat. That's not how that Mm. works. Baldur's Gate was incredible for what it is i will say that kind of it felt like the first couple of acts from what i've heard uh were a lot more fleshed out because obviously those were like the early access and whatever whatever so there was a lot more time to Mm -hmm. work in on that and that has got towards the end um it you know wasn't as great but still exceptional game and anyone who tries to take away from that is deluded we're not trying to take away from your games we're not saying that your games were bad but let's face it when it comes to this particular game, it mm-hmm. outclassed everyone on like every level, except maybe One, the combat. <laughs> <laughs> well, depending on who you speak to and everything. Indeed. But 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 I 100% agree with you on all your points there. So I'm not going to hop on it too much more. Um, 
but it was nice and refreshing to see a a studio produce a triple A uh, title. Yeah, you know, and maybe didn't have the the acclaim of a triple A title developer. Yeah. Um, they really went out of their way. And I mean, the other big thing was I said, here's a complete game for your money. We're not charging you extra for anything <laughs> else. Here is you, all your money's worth for the 60 or $70, whatever it was. Th- there's your money's worth done and dusted. So you know what? Kudos on you, Larian Studios. If you guys are looking at other games to see what else they've produced, they have made another game, which is pretty much in the same uh, sphere called divinity original sin 2 they did it on kickstarter it got a massive backing after the uh, the first one the, uh, the the success of the first divinity original sin that they made so if you're looking for something similar to play i would highly recommend it it is the score is amazing and it pretty much lives to the standard of a bg3 Next up, we've got the best game direction. And considering that this game was very, very new, I didn't expect it to to be there, but clearly it blew people's, you know, uh, like uh, expectations out of the water. And it's something that I've got on my playlist because I want to try it after I have played the uh, the first one. And that was Alan Wake 2. Yeah, uh, I've seen a little bit of the the um, gameplay for that. Uh, it's not really my thing because I am a a, a little um, worse. You're not you're not you're not you're not into the spoopy games, same. Um, but I want to try it because it looks so good. <laughs> but I will say that, uh, and obviously we'll get to it a bit later. But this isn't the only award that that, that it's won. Uh, and Alan Wake, I know that this was another one that people were insanely excited about. And having watched some of the gameplay again, like beautiful graphics really really stunning um ambiance about it like it really does get you into the feel of the the horror the terror uh, so yeah definitely not surprised to see that one walk away with uh, with one or more awards yeah so uh, i did mention it uh, a couple of weeks ago in a promising playable i will do everybody a solid i will be getting it i'll give it a play <laughs> during the christmas break it will probably take me four weeks to complete it because I'm also a little bit of a scaredy pants, but uh, I will give some feedback on it. It looks great. Uh, next one, we have the best adaptation. So this is an adaptation of a game, and the winner of this was The Last of Us, the other show done by uh, HBO, which was, mwah, I yeah. loved it. It was everything that The Last of Us was and more. And the great thing about the show was that after the episode had aired on the HBO's YouTube channel, they actually had like a behind the scenes uh, talk with the directors and things to explain why they did what they did and how they adapted the, uh, the game. So they wanted to stay true as true as possible to the source material, but there are some confines between a game and what they can do IRL, but the cast that they chose Pedro Pascal for Joel at first, I was like, really and then after watching the first episode i was like 100 percent joel no question about it the same with uh, bella ramsey for uh ellie 100 a really great choice in the end of the day uh and a uh for for tess there was a lot of other people that were i mean they had nick uh nick offerman in it uh he was fantastic in his role so I honestly couldn't expect there to be a better adaptation other than their thing. And I'm really looking forward to season two, which is apparently going to be kind of based on 
the the events of The Last of Us 2, but not directly. And they've already stated that up front so that if people want something that is 100% true to the source material, they know already that they are not going to get it from it. And kudos on, on PlayStation Productions and HBO. I will say I think that a lot of people might look at that and go, what, not the Dungeons & Dragons movie? But I think that, like, so first and foremost, you cannot make a pure adaptation of Dungeons & Dragons because every story is going to be difficult, uh, different. That is just the nature of Dungeons & Dragons. But also, little known fact, Dungeons & Dragons was actually a flop at the box office. Oh, yeah. It's it's going to turn into a cult classic. It's going to be like a Pulp Fiction, a Princess Bride. Like, it's going to be one of those movies that people are going to watch and talk about for years and years and years. But it, it didn't do well. Uh, as much as, you know, some people went to the cinema and watched it like seven times uh, and really, really enjoyed it. Yep, yep. Andrew lifted Me, his hand there. I, I did. <laughs> um, Three times, actually. It was so good. Okay, Clo- close enough, close enough. Um, yeah, I think Last of Us definitely deserved it. I-, I liked some of the adaptations that they made, especially in like expanding on some of the stories that don't get expanded upon so much in the game itself. And I, for one, am really looking forward to season two, particularly as someone who never actually played the game, uh, because I don't really care if it's a one-to-one adaptation. I'm just really enjoying the story. 100%. The next two awards went to the exact same game. So we're just going to com- com- you know, combine them straight into one. It was best uh, narrative and the best art direction, which both went to Alan Wake 2, uh, Epic Games Productions and Remedy Entertainment. Uh, again, I'm not, I'm not surprised from yep. what I've seen. It looks beautiful. Like Baldur's Gate looks good, but Alan Wake looks really, really, really good. So I've got no issues with this award at all. I'm not even going to dispute it. I think they did a fantastic job and they are super entitled to the award that they got. Yeah, that one makes a lot of sense. Um, and then obviously the next one we come through with, you know, best score and music. And uh, that's going to be going to Final Fantasy 16. And like, Final Fantasy has got good music, man. Yeah. It's just one of those Super things. Good. Like, I, I talked to my friends about um, Bleach as an anime, and there is like no anime that comes close to the musical scores that are created for that show. And I think for Final Fantasy, it's a very similar thing. Like, World of Warcraft has done some really good stuff, particularly if you think about things like Daughter of the Sea, for example. But in terms of overall score for the entire game, start to finish, mm-hmm. every little thing, Final Fantasy absolutely cleans up. Oh, yeah. yeah I, I'm not even going to dispute it. Like, people, the guys at Larian and the people that they have to compose their music are phenomenal. Uh, the people that have done, like, the Elder Scrolls, like Skyrim, I mean, their soundtrack was phenomenal. I think they actually won a score when uh, Skyrim was released. So, I mean, they were competing with other people that had amazing music this year, but the uh, the composer, uh, Masayoshi uh, so- uh, Soken, I think is how you pronounce it. I'm sorry if I'm butchering it. I really am. Your music's phenomenal. Uh, beautifully composed music. No issues there. Uh, super, super happy for Final Fantasy picking up some awards, especially with the anticipation of like remakes and stuff. The next, the next one we have is the best audio design, which went to Hi-Fi Rush. Uh, no clue what Hi-Fi Rush is, to be <laughs> honest. So, Not the foggiest. Uh, it's it's like a rhythm game, right? Um, and it it actually sounds insanely cool. So after the Game Awards came out, I went and I like searched up some of the games that I didn't really know. And it like this sounds like a game that I want to get. So it's this kid. Um, he says he's going to be like a future rock star. Uh, but his music player gets embedded in his chest. 
during like some some surgery uh, as an accident. I don't know how you accidentally like it's a cybernetic surgery, but I don't know how you like accidentally put somebody's radio player. Anyway, point being, uh, <laughs> but now it means that he can like rhythmically fight and he can perceive the world through um, environmental synesthesia. Uh, for those that don't know what that is, like kind of like an echolocation type of type of vibe. Um, he can see sound. It's really cool. Uh, so he gets enabled a defect, and now he's hunted by the corporation that screwed up his bloody surgery. Because of course, that's that's what happens there. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, he he bands together with some friends, and now he needs to survive and and beat the company execs. Um, but what's really cool is it's got licensed music from like nine inch nails like there's wow. some really cool stuff in there uh that you get to play so, uh, you know if you think like os uh where you've got like some really cool music on there but now you've mm-hmm. got like like proper music uh in as well so it looks insanely cool and i think i might even pick that up at some point just because and it's like cartoonish and fun and whatever so yeah i quite like that and given the the premise of the game it makes sense that they would get best audio design 100%. Uh, next up, we have a best performance by a actor uh, for the game's voiceover artist, whatever the case is. And this was awarded to somebody from Baldur's Gate 3. It was Neil Newborn who voiced Astarian, which 100%. Astarian's voice actor, Neil Newborn, is he did such a phenomenal job. And if you want to see how good he was there is a specific youtube video you should go and watch um if you if you search it along the lines of uh a starian temple crumbling and there there was a very famous clip that went out just from that alone he should have won grammys it was <laughs> so 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 well done uh super super deserving I'm just wondering how many people voted for him just because Asterian. Oh my goodness! Um, <laughs> but he he did also win a Golden Joystick Award, so that you know double double awards this year for his performance. Very very well done there. One hundred percent deserved. Um, so so yeah, if you want to go and see what other things he's been involved, because he's actually been involved in a lot of other games and stuff like that. Uh, I'm sure if you Google him, you'll see. But uh, he's Astarian from BG3. Uh, I actually watched a small little clip of like people interviewing him afterwards and like after the success. And he's a very humble person. And they've somebody asked him like, "What what trait have you picked up of Astarian?" And he says that I have his giggle now. Like he mm-hmm. will mischievously giggle <laughs> the same way that Astarian does. And he says that has just enveloped his life, and he's got that giggle <laughs> now, <laughs> which is. Just like a true epitome of getting into your character, where your character is now you, <laughs> you know? That's it's, awesome. It's, it's, it's really wild. Uh, the next uh, award was the Innovation in Accessibility, which was Forza Motorsport. Uh, they've done a lot of things, uh, them and Xbox, to make games more accessible to uh, people that might not necessarily have access to it, whether it be uh, uh, maybe some sort of f- uh, physical... Um, uh, I don't really want to say disability, um, but maybe they're not as accessible to to some people, and yeah. they've done a really, really good job on that with controls um, and everything. So super shout out to to Forza Motorsport as well as to to uh, Microsoft. Yeah, I did just want to do a quick shout out. Yeah, this would have been a special mention, but we're we're cutting that segment given how obviously exhaustive this is. But <laughs> PlayStation have released a, a special remote, an accessibility remote for PS5, and it's circular. 
Um, and they did this in conjunction with a lot of different organizations, like uh, Special Effect, for example, right? That work with differently mm. abled gamers. And so they designed this remote specifically for people who are differently abled to be able to access their games more easily. So I love, I love that we are getting to a point in the world where people are like, hey, gaming is for everyone. Like people have been saying that for years, but not not a lot of people have like talked the talk uh, or rather walked the walk. A lot of talking, mm. very little walking. So really cool to see that like games are doing it. Um, devs are doing it. Like everybody's getting involved. So good on you, Forza, for getting involved in that and for, for taking away a pretty damn cool prize, in my opinion. I think it's the only prize that they won, but honestly, yeah, I'll, I, I'd take that. That's fantastic. Very, very, very true. Uh, next up was uh, Games for, for Impact, which was uh, awarded to Chia. I probably am butchering it because, again, it's a game that I know nothing about. <laughs> so this is, um, I think people might get upset with me for this, but for those that really don't know, to draw a parallel, think kind of like a Moana kind of vibe. Um, so you have an indigenous people, an island people, and you have this girl who's on like a mission to um, to kind of, for Moana, it was about discovering herself. Um, for Chia, she is trying to save her father and her home um, because they're being attacked by these like strange creatures or whatever, right? So uh, it, it, there's definitely a bit of coming of age involved there. Uh, it's based on New Caledonia, which is a collection of French islands. And I think mm -hmm. the reason that it, came up in impact was because like that is an island that i mean i'd never heard about it before i i saw this game i think a lot of people haven't as well and it really did um reflect the the kanak culture which are the people of the of the islands um and it was really great for like representation and um yeah i think it was really cool again another one that i haven't played another one that i had to like research after the fact mm. but another one that i feel like yeah that's really cool i like that so well done Best ongoing game, which yeah. <laughs> after the massive controversy at release and everything, uh, was awarded to Cyberpunk 2077 uh, by CD Projekt Red. The, the Phantom Liberty update has received a huge thumbs up from the community. They fixed all the issues. They continue to expand on the, uh, the world, as we have reported in the past. So, you know what? Good on you guys, CD Projekt Red. You can now get awards after you have you you know you have come out and said sorry i'll stuff up and have released a now very clean game yeah Best i think that um sorry i just uh i had like confluence spaced out for a second um <laughs> for a game that started off such a disaster to be able to pick itself back up fix its problems and then go on to win an award a, yes, it's not like game of the year, but it is still a best game, best ongoing game. That's really impressive. So, you know, well done, CD Projekt Red, and we look forward to The Witcher. <clears throat> <laughs> and like four, five, six years, whenever that case may be. The the next one we have is the best community support, which is BG3. No surprise. <laughs> They've been yeah. very active over the year. The community, um, you know, always being there to try and help people sort out any sort of issues or bugs, whatever the case may be, but just very active as well. So super proud on 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 them picking up a another well-deserved uh, award there by Larian Studios. Um, we've got the best independent game, which was uh, Sea of Stars, which was developed and published by Sabotage Studios. Again, 
not a hundred percent sure about what it is, but uh, I'm I'm a sucker for good indie games. Retro inspired turn based RPG. I'm sold. Uh, as soon as there was turn based <laughs> RPG, uh, just like a BG three, I am hooked. And of course, I'm the complete opposite. But I will say the art looks really really pretty it's got like a little bit of an anime feel to it but not like full-on anime it's definitely like a a more western kind of style Mm. of art but it's got that like bright um glowy kind of vibe going on it looks really really pretty Uh, yeah Uh, indie games man support indie games speaking of uh, the next one best indie game uh, going over to cocoon now this is one that i didn't have a chance to look into um, but what what I can understand, it's like a puzzle game, which I mm. feel like puzzle games don't get a lot of love in these awards. So, like, you must have really done something right. Yeah. Uh, again, it's a game that I haven't looked at at all. But uh, December shutdown is coming soon for, <laughs> for some of us working folk. So it will be something I'll, at the bare minimum, look into and uh, wait for the, uh, the Steam winter sale so that we can get a little bit of a discount on everything. Truly, guys, support indie. That's that's where I'm at. Support oh, yeah. indie. 100%. Best mobile game uh, is a game that we have mentioned uh, before, which is Honkai Star Rail, Hoyoverse. Uh, yep. they, they picked the best mobile game over Genshin, which was a bit yeah, of a surprise. Do you know what? I think that the Genshin fans are going to be not happy about that. Um, but I will say that from what I've seen... Um, Honkai is doing incredibly, incredibly well. And I think that a lot of it comes to um, Genshin obviously has a has a PC port that they get a lot of like support for. I think that Honkai uh, is a little bit more specifically mobile, uh, mobile. Yeah, but also like Honkai really does a few things better than what Genshin does um, from what I've heard. Right. It's like it's like uh, they which is really funny because it's the same devs, right? So instead of just like making Genshin better, they made a whole ass game and then they made it better. It is slightly different, right? Genshin is more kind of fantasy. Honkai Star Rail is a little bit more kind of sci-fi. Um, and so they are very similar, but there are a few things that um, Honkai do a bit better, which you obviously you can find that on Google. Um, I'm not going to go into it because they're not really my kind of game. So uh, if I was talking about it, I would be talking absolute nonsense and people would call me out on it. But from what I understand, uh, it is a, a slightly better game. So there you have it. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have the best VR slash AR game. It's a virtual reality or augmented reality game, which went to Resident Evil Village VR mode by Capcom. No surprise. Uh, the VR games for the the later Resident Evil games have always looked so good, so terrifying as well, which <laughs> is probably why as much as I want VR, and if I do get VR in the, in the future, I will definitely not be buying any VR Ooh. Resident Evil games. No, no, imagine, no, no, Imagine no, no, getting no. a jump scare with, like, a VR headset on. So so when I was at Rage, like, very often the <laughs> VR thing is, like, in a corner somewhere, and they, like, just give you Beat Saber, and, and off you go, and you're, like, tucked in. Uh, at Rage, they actually had a full, massive, almost like an arena, bro, this, like, massive square, like, fence around you so that you could run around not bump into other people not knock over the furniture you might run into like a fence or whatever but like vr it is it's intense and and you see a lot of these mm-hmm. ones where like you get the people um where you get this like strap in tube uh, on a treadmill <laughs> so yeah. like no matter where you or not like it because obviously the treadmill doesn't go but the thing can go in whatever direction so you turn and you walk and the the floor quote unquote essentially moves under you so you're you're less likely to like walk into stuff um but can you imagine you're just like wandering around in your living room, VR mode activated, 
jump scare, zombie. Ah! And now you've like knocked your mom's vase off the table. Uh, oh, <laughs> it's, just, it's just not for me, man. <laughs> yeah, definitely don't want to, to, to pick up any sort of pills for broken computer Ooh. monitors and things like that. Ooh. But uh, VR looks looks really cool. Uh, so kudos on to, to Capcom for that. They have uh, the next game, which was the best action game, which was Armored Core 6, Fires of Rubicon. Uh, no clue. That's interesting. Yeah, no, no, no. So that's that's like so it's like it's a shooting game, um, but you have like a mech, so you're like piloting a mech and you're like shooting at people, um, and it's all in third person, and it sounds really cool. But like for action game, I was expecting something a little bit more kind of like Hitman esque. Obviously not Hitman, mm-hmm. but like something more mm-hmm. in that realm or like a like a god of war or like you know something something to that effect so really i mean there is action i can't deny that right you're shooting at other mechs and and things are exploding or whatever but i think in my mind that wasn't where my where i would have gone to first but fair enough i mean it's done well and it's it's quite popular um fun fact this is also another one of these like um ongoing series obviously because it was armored core what was it six yeah six yeah the first armored core game came out in like 97 so what <laughs> yeah yeah we were four at the time yes yes we were so uh, we've got maybe some catching up to do but uh kudos to the other uh, people from from software and bandai namco uh the next one we have the best action sla- action adventure game which was the legend of zelda tears of the kingdom by nintendo Honestly, you know, if they were going to win something, there would definitely be something that they would win. Uh, no issues with that. Uh, I've played the uh, uh, Legend of Zelda games. They're beautiful. They're amazing. They're very open worldish. I I'm a big fan of it. So you know what? Kudos on them. Nintendo are bound to win games, and yeah. uh, if they continue to produce really good Zelda games like that, we're going to continue to see them just pick up a, a good few awards. Awesome that they did pick up award though, an award though, right? Like I know that everybody was really salty about the whole not winning game of the year, but they still pick up a a, a really really prestigious award either way. So yeah, I think they'll be happy with that. And as you say, Nintendo Zelda, it's it's a a series that's close to a lot of gamers' hearts. Um, mm-hmm. It's one that has constantly improved time after time. So yeah, the, I mean there was no universe in which they don't get something. Yeah. Next up, we've got uh, Best RPG, which was uh, BG3. I don't think anybody's got a surprise or anything else. I think we've tooted their horn uh, just about enough at this moment in time. Uh, best fighting game, Street Fighter Six. I mean, you're competing with Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter is also just as good. You know what? Uh, I don't really have an opinion on fighting games. Yeah, and Tekken only comes out next year, so the competition was minimal. I know that uh, Mortal Kombat was like touted as, ooh, big, amazing. But Street Fighter has always been a big favorite. Another big favorite is our best family game, which is uh, Super, Bro- uh, Super Mario Brothers Wonder, which is something we spoke about previously as well. And I mean, yeah, I don't think it had a ton of competition, so fair enough. But that doesn't detract from the fact that it is a really, really good game. Yeah, Nintendo picking up that award. Uh, they picked up the next award as well, which was the best sim strategy game, which was Pikmin 4. I mean, I had no clue. My wife is the one that plays the Switch. I don't. So. Maybe it's something we look into, but I mean, Nintendo picking up awards and stuff, I'm not upset. Yep, Pikmin also not something that I am terribly familiar with. A quick Google shows me some really cute alien-looking dudes. 
Um, so <laughs> there you go. Maybe go check that one out. Um, Forza actually winning another award for the best sports slash racing. And again, I like, I don't think that anybody is going to be surprised at that one. There are some other racing mm. games out there, but none of them seem to come close to Forza in terms of popularity, uh, oh, yeah. in terms of like, you know, players, uh, that sort of thing. And of course they got the accessibility award as well. So really, really big in the scene. Unsurprising. Yeah. So kudos on them. Uh, I don't think there was really much more competition besides the the likes of the Maddens and Fifers and things that come yeah. up pretty much every every year. Uh, best multiplayer, which was presented by Discord. Again, no surprise. Larian Studios, Baldur's Gate Three. Did it even <laughs> have any like competition? I, I mean, there was other multiplayer games. I mean, it could be any other multiplayer game, but again, it was Baldur's Gate Three. It was phenomenal. So. Kudos on on them. Uh, the most anticipated game, no surprise, considering the fan base, is Final Fantasy VII Rebirth by Square Enix. Oh, yeah, man. I think the remake, like the Final Fantasy VII, you talk to any Final Fantasy san- fan about which is the best Final Fantasy game, 90% of them are going to tell you Final Fantasy VII. So the remake being highly anticipated, no one is surprised. And if you are, you've been living under a rock. 100%. Uh, next, next up, we have the Player's Voice Award. And of course, that's going to go to Baldur's Gate as well. No like, surprise. Honestly, at this point, Baldur's Gate just running away. We said it, right? They ran away with so many awards this year, and they really did deserve it. Oh, yeah. 100%. Uh, the, so that, just so everybody knows, that was a, a award that was voted by the actual players themselves. Yeah. Uh, we've got Content Creative of the Year, which went to Iron Mouse. No clue who that is. But congratulations, Iron Mouse, on Content, of the year, or content Creator of the Year. Interesting again, a quick Google. It's a Puerto Rican American VTuber. Um, and I must admit, like, you, you've got the, like the, the likes of Kai Sadat, um, you know, like some really, really big names in content creation. So, for us to not even know who the hell she is, I feel like we need to do some homework uh, over the weekend. Moving on to best esports game of the year. Everybody <sighs> give it up, give it up, give it up for Valorant. <laughs> all right. Best esports game. I will say that, like, a lot of people will look at that and go, oh, what about Counter Strike? What about Dota? They've been around for years and years and years. Very few games in an esports capacity have achieved what Valorant has achieved in like three years. Like it is, it has bloomed in three years in a way that many other video games just do not do. So, bias aside, very well deserved. Yeah, uh, I mean the backing with Riot also helps uh, quite a bit, and they know True how to game. make a good esports. Uh, the best esports athlete, no surprise if you do follow uh, esports, which was Lee Faker Sung Hyuk. Uh, League of Legends, mid laner, uh, mm-hmm. super deserved. I mean, he's won the most worlds uh, by any mm-hmm. player. Super, super uh, worth. And the, uh, the 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 back chat between him uh, between uh, T one, I think it was JD Gaming who were in the uh, the League of Legends finals. Uh, kind of also it leads up to this. So good on Faker. And honestly, as someone who doesn't even really watch League of Legends. Even I know who Faker is. Like, if you don't know who Faker is, you have not been paying attention. And speaking of JD Gaming, uh, they also won Best Esports Team. And I will say that there was a lot of competition for that, in my opinion. Um, so, yeah, good on them. Obviously, they're, they're League of Legends, so I'm not going to be too familiar with them. I don't think they're, you know, particularly big or in Valorant or Counter-Strike at all, which is kind of my wheelhouse. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that is really, really impressive, given what the... Uh, what the, the scene in yeah yeah given the current landscape in esports thank you con brain mm. um <laughs> it's really really impressive so well done there uh well deserved award another well deserved award sorry i have to cut over you on this one 
best esports coach, Christine Potter Chi from Evil Geniuses. And if the name Christine didn't give it away, that is a woman. And she is, she used to be a pro player. She used to play on, on Evil Geniuses. They weren't doing particularly well. A lot of people were like, mm, she should be a coach because she's smart as hell. But obviously she's getting a little bit older and, and the reflexes. I mean, how do you how do you compete with the 16-year-old cracked out kids, right? So mm-hmm, she goes into mm-hmm. coaching. She takes Evil Geniuses, a team that nobody expected to do particularly well. Everybody was talking absolute smack about them on social media. Just like, oh, they didn't deserve to be there. Like they overperformed, it, you know, what, 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 what. They won champs. Like Potter, I will sing her praises from the rooftops for the rest of my life. She is amazing. So well-deserved. Oh, yes. And the last award, which was, again, I think one of those things that was was no surprise at all because of the uh, the the scene that they always put on, which was the best esports event, which was the 2023 League of Legends World Championship. No surprise. It's Riot. They do really well. It's either them or TI. As much as I love Counter-Strike and the uh, it was the last CSGO major and everything, it still doesn't compete to the kind of event that League of Legends and Riot Games puts out. This is the thing, right? Like Valve is good at massive events. You look at something like TI, and TI is probably the biggest esports event every single year in terms of like prize pool, uh, backing, viewership, um, maybe not viewership, but it, 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 Dota TI is definitely up there in that regard. It is exceptional. But when you look at the shows that Riot put on, like I remember, I think it was in the first year they had Zed come and be a performer at their, you know, one of their big international events, like first or second year. Like mm-hmm. they go above and beyond. And of course, all the stuff with like um, KDA and I can't remember what the boy band group is, but there's also now a League of Legends boy band to like compliment KDA. Like they, they put so much into their branding and into their shows and, Honestly, like there, there is no universe in which League of Legends, definitely not this year, don't win best esports event. Valorant bias aside, you know, like I'd love to be like, woo, Valorant champs. But no, like League of Legends really, really was a spectacle. Again, as someone who doesn't really watch League of Legends, you, you can't not tune into the grand final just for the absolute spectacle that Riot mm-hmm. Games put on. Yeah. All right, I'm not going to go into the uh, the news nobody cares about, just no time, and this yeah. episode's already like 45 minutes long. All good. All right, okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that has rounded up your news in gaming this week. Thank you so much for tuning in to episode uh, 28 of your week in gaming. It was loaded and with just the Game Awards, which I think is a pretty sound way to kind of just sum up the uh, the year of gaming that we have, we've had. You can find us on socials at YWIG Podcast and by email at your weekend gaming podcast at gmail.com. I am Andrew. You can find me on socials at my name is Pengu. I'm Sam, and you can find me at Nari Mizuki. Our next full episode, episode 29, will be out in 2024. Right. Ooh, sounds so far. It's like three <laughs> weeks. It's, it's not that far. Um, but during the time, we're going to have some many episodes coming to you in the following weeks to help you keep keep going in terms of your gaming news and just some gaming talk until then uh until next time hope you have a fantastic restful time over the next few weeks and all the best for 2024 we'll see you then ladies and gentlemen bye happy holidays